I'm Louise Potterton. In this episode, we focus on the tsetse fly in Africa and the work of the IAEA to control this pest using the sterile insect technique. The tsetse fly feeds on the blood of animals and humans, and when an infected fly bites, it can transmit a disease that causes sleeping sickness in humans and a wasting disease in animals. I spoke to IAEA entomologist Udo Feldman. Tsetse flies cause poverty in Africa. And uh, if you know that more than 87% of the inhabitants live in uh, rural areas and uh, 80% of them depend on agricultural activities, you can imagine what a pest like tsetse flies and the disease they transmit um, impact on uh, livestock systems. For that reason, in many areas, in the rural areas, people have to do farming without livestock. No ploughing is possible. And most of the animals um, that um, you have in Africa are actually in tsetse-free areas, where they cause overgrazing and other environmental disturbances. Now, how do they actually transmit the disease? Uh, Tsetse have to feed blood on cattle or on humans. Both um, uh, sexes are obligatory uh, blood feeders. Um, They have to infect themselves with the blood parasite. Um, After a developmental stage, they uh, serve as very effective transmitters of the disease, and each time they then um, feed blood uh, on an animal or on humans, they transmit with the saliva the parasites, which then eventually cause the disease in the vertebrates. But how do these diseases compare to the other common diseases in Africa, such as malaria, HIV, tuberculosis? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, it's a disease of the rural poor. Malaria, HIV, you find in many other areas of the world, and for that reason, a lot of more funding is invested into developing drugs against such diseases, treatment regimen. Um, Here, it is a fact that most of the drugs uh, that, for example, were developed against sleeping sickness are very old. In the past years, basically no new drug has been developed. Years ago, the pharmaceutical companies even wanted to uh, discontinue production of these drugs because the markets were not uh, economically attractive. But fortunately, um, together with the Médecins Frontières and WHO, the pharmaceutical sector um, agreed to provide free, uh, of course, um, drugs for the next uh, five years. Now, we are here in Vienna, Austria, Mm -hmm. at the headquarters of the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA. What has nuclear technology, nuclear science got to do with Mm -hmm. this fly? We are working uh, very close with FAO and WHO, and our mandate is quite uh, narrow, quite focused on the use of nuclear techniques. And uh, here we use the so-called sterile insect technique as a component of an integrated area-wide um, uh, approach. Um, what we do there is um, flies are mass reared in small or big insect factories, Um, The offspring, uh, we take males, Uh, many of them, most of them are um, reproductively sterilized in gamma cells, that's why the IEA uh, is coming in here, and they are released um, in masses uh, in infested areas and outnumber the um, wild target population. And whenever uh, sterile males mate with uh, wild females, these these females will no, no longer produce offspring, 
which is why you also call this technique a kind of birth control of pest insects. When a country is ready to release the mm -hmm. sterile insects, how do they actually do it? First of all, the SRT is not applied um, in isolation. Uh, as I mentioned, it's part of an integrated campaign and you would need to uh, have uh, conventional suppression using targets, using pawn solutions of insecticides on cattle or other methods. And once the population is sufficiently reduced, we then can release flies in the field. That is usually done by aircraft. Uh, the flies, um, uh, like it was done on the Zanzibar island in Tanzania, uh, were dropped uh, in boxes from the aircraft. The boxes opened during uh, falling down and uh, the flies evenly dispersed and were looking for their uh, wild females uh, that they were supposed to inseminate. Whenever a country approaches us for uh, technical assistance, we go through a sequence of steps assessing feasibility, uh, assisting with baseline data collection because it's very important to have information whether the target fly population is isolated. And then part of that feasibility will be an assessment whether the uh, sterile insect technique component is indeed needed. In many occasions, um, uh, conventional techniques may uh, sufficiently address the problem. In case it's needed, we need to identify a source for the flies. We need uh, to address certain logistics, but uh, this um, has happened and this is happening in some countries at present. So if a country implements the sterile insect technique to combat the tsetse fly, how does it then judge whether this has been successful? First of all, um, we do have uh, methods to detect the flies. There are uh, special traps and um, we have um, survey methods uh, to assess what we call the apparent density of tsetse flies. Um, we do that before the operations, during the operations, and also after intervention campaigns. And um, it is uh, quite uh, easy to say I need a certain number of trap days with zero catches that I can assume with a um, certain probability that the flies have been removed. Uh, in a similar case, of course, you would assume that when the transmitters of the disease have disappeared, that also you will no longer find uh, the disease among cattle, for example. Yeah? This is an indirect method also to demonstrate that the transmission cycle has been broken and that the problem is removed.